Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right. Don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple podcast as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben off the cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to a surprising timing for this episode. Not our normal cadence, we do know, but... If you've been hanging out with us long enough, you'll know that come transfer time, you got to be ready. All right. I mean, essentially, Dan, we're on call 24-7. News pops. We got to be ready. And news has popped. Well, it's the first emergency pod of the transfer season for us. Hashtag silly season in full effect. But it looks like (laughs) from all reports, the stalemate has been broken between Chelsea and Leicester. And there is now a break. Ben Chilwell, Chili B, to be joining Chelsea as the new first choice left back for the team, Nick. And I think the first thing we should get into is this instant reactions. How are you feeling on that news? I I don't know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I, I don't like you know, it. This has been, you know, I think all of our transfer rumors have been kind of the same for a long period of time now, right? So, like, the name isn't a surprise. The desire to sign this player isn't a surprise. Um, You know, Matt Law basically alluded in our previous uh, podcast, so go listen to that one because he just drops nothing but nuggets uh, of knowledge, uh, that this was Frank Lampard's first and, and maybe only left back choice that he wanted to make. So, on on one hand, it is not surprising. On the other hand, the fact that this came up and spun up so quickly when, you know, I think 
after talking to to Matt Law, like he said that you know Frank would be willing to wait, you know, as you know maybe six months to a year for Ben Chilwell, uh, that it's spun up so quickly um, thereafter that you know something happened, Brandon, to make the breakthrough, whether that was the player or the clubs or something, right? Yeah, I would I would have to say so because, you know, for all the things coming out of the Leicester camp was that, hey, it's not going to happen unless it's, you know, big, big money. Chelsea, we knew that, you know, we were flexing some financial muscle, to say the least, in this uh, pandemic window. And so it seemed like not having done any business in the last two windows for reasons that I don't know why not. I mean, we definitely didn't do anything to, to warrant that. Um but it seems to be paying off dividends here. And so I think what is interesting is that it seems like something has changed. I think that's a really good shout. But again, for an instant reaction, I don't think anyone is going to complain if we bring in a left back. I think it's very obvious that that is a part of the team that Frank Lampard is trying to upgrade. Um, you know, again, to continue to name drop Matt Law, he said Frank feels like we have two left wing backs and not a left back. Um, and so that's where he wants to go. So I think, you know, uh, again, the, the idea, Dan, is that good Chelsea are continuing to improve their squad. Uh, let's get into the price later. Cause I think that's a whole big talking point that comes into it, but it just, the, my initial reaction is great. I glad, I'm glad Chelsea are making the improvement to the squad in an area of need. Simple as that. It's interesting because I think the the point that you alluded to that the the cost has become this point of fixation and trying to equate the signing, whatever it ends up being, and there has been bands of payment, right? Where people are talking 45 million pounds or people talking 80 million pounds, most expensive left back ever, which right now is actually Mendy at, uh, at Man City for 53 million pounds. So if you get it less than that, you're not the most expensive left back in the world. So uh, it'd be great not to break another record like we do with Kepa. I think the thing that we have to look at is like, what, what is Ben Chilwell bringing to Chelsea? Ben Chilwell is an amazing athlete. He's going to be able to run for days, which is going to be exceptional when we think about being able to pair him on the left, potentially when you have Reese James on the right, and being able to feed a Timo Werner to be able to feed a Tammy Abraham is, is super exciting. Uh, he's a little bit more defensively minded. Uh, so I think that's something that's kind of a, a positive piece as well. I think there are some concerns about the, the drop-off form at the end of the season. I would also say that he's not alone in players that struggle to get back to being successful uh, in that Leicester side at the end of the season. And I'm going to say that there's probably a little bit of ownership on Brendan Rodgers there for how that team came back in Project Restart. So I, I just I wouldn't shade all of it on what did Ben Chilwell do in the last three months. I would look at across kind of the entirety of his career, Nick, where he's shown an ability to be a creative, versatile left back, and, and arguably probably one of the best three to four in the Premier League right now. When you think about Robertson, Dinier. Chillwell, and then you could probably throw in like this season, maybe like Ed Stevens from Sheffield would probably be a good shout for that. But there, there's not really a collection of other people you might put above that where Chillwell sits today. Yeah, I mean, we unfortunately just got done watching uh, Bayern Munich uh, thrash Barcelona in the Champions League. And you look at someone like Alfonso Davies, who has just exploded um, onto the scene, and I think that's your like 
you know, kind of gold star uh, top tier player. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, you, you bring up an interesting point, Dan, because the historically, when you think of the Premier League, there are a ton of really serviceable to amazing left backs that are a part of that threshold. You can make the really strong argument that, you know, it's it's a long drop off after the first two or three, you know, to, to what, you know, the rest of the league is. And, and yes, Stevens for Sheffield is a really solid player, but I mean, playing in a, in a wingback role versus a, a pure back four is, you know, maybe a tough comparison, but it is interesting to me that, you know, obviously it was mooted that Ashley Cole, this was, you know, his recommendation after watching Chilwell play Lampard has clearly wanted him for a while. If this happens and if this happens at a cost that makes sense, um, 80 million does not make sense for a player of Ben Chilwell's quality. Uh, you know, you're going to see far better players move for, for 80 million pounds this window, just as footballers. But if you can get them at a, a decent rate, um, it will it will show the fans and, and specifically Frank Lampard that he has been backed now potentially four transfers in a row with the guy that he wanted, which is no small feat when you think about the Antonio Conte era, you think of Mourinho too, you think of um, Carlo. I mean, like, there were there was good money spent for those managers, but they they didn't always get the exact player that they wanted, right, Brandon? And so, if Chilwell is that guy, and I think I've had doubts about you know kind of uh, form coming back uh, from the restart. I mean, that's a huge statement of intent that you know Frank can make a case for a player that the board and the board have money to go buy said player. He's going to get him. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big headline we, we pulled from the last episode was essentially that, you know, to that point, Frank, Frank, it, this is his undisputed number one target as a left back. He wants Ben Chilwell and he's willing to wait if he has to, but it, it seems like he doesn't have to. Talking about the, the fee of Ben Chilwell is important because from what I've gathered in our discord server and, and on Twitter is that. People like Ben Chilwell, even if maybe he didn't have the best overall season, they like him. They don't like him for $80 million. And the concern is that, well, if you invest that much in one player, there's other areas of the team. Is that going to essentially dry up the transfer budget? Yeah, which is a fair concern, right? Like we've said it on the show, you're not spending $500 million in this window, even if you have a good amount in the bank and – financial fair play is relaxed. I mean, it's, we're still in a global economic recession. I mean, we, we can't forget that. I know that Chelsea have been uh, more active at the beginning of the window than we maybe have been in the past, but Dan, you cannot, I think if you're Chelsea, you cannot justify really good value transfers in Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech and, and what could be incredible value for Havertz when, whenever that happens because of his potential. And then on the other side, go spend $30 million or 30 million pounds more on a left back than Man City spent for, for Mendy, who's been atrocious there. Like, I, I think that's a hard sell when you have way, when you have three other positions that you need to fill. 
the hardest thing I think people are struggling with is how to rationalize the price. And I think if you're trying to get into the point of rationalizing the price for a player, it, it's, it's, it's a losing battle. I wouldn't even recommend trying to do it. I think the best thing that I could say is that when you look at what we paid for Timo Werner, what we paid for Hakim Ziyech, what we're potentially going to pay for, for Havertz, and then the band in which we potentially are going to bring Ben Chilwell in. If you averaged them all out, I mean, if Timo Werner didn't have a release clause, he would have gone for a whole lot more. That's a bargain. Ziyech, absolutely a bargain. And we're now potentially, you know, able to spend a little bit more to get the target we want. Because on the flip side, what has happened over the past couple seasons when we go after a Bakayoko, when we bring in a Danny Drinkwater, when we go get a Davide Zappacosta, when we get uh Bob Rockman, like we have gone and tried to plug holes with players on the cheap before. And more often than not, when we have gone and done that, that player has never ended up in the first team, ends up becoming a part of the massive loan army infrastructure. And it's really because we tried to extort value or find value with a player that didn't exist. And so Yes, you might be unhappy with how much we're paying for Ben Chilwell, but we know that he's primarily proven, which if you look at some of the other candidates, you know, going and, you know, Tellez, obviously an amazing attacking left back from Porto. The acclimatization from Porto to a Premier League, not necessarily guaranteed to work out appropriately. And you look at... For Fernandes, geez. Yeah, but he's also falling half the time to get a penalty. So, I mean, yes, it works he's, for him, he's in a, but yeah. he's in a position where he could fall. Um, but, so I think that there's just, there's a lot of context to it. And if you, get, if you anchor on the cost versus looking at what the value is that the player is going to bring in and what it also does in terms of preventing us from getting into the habit of trying to go 20 pounds cheap or 20 million pounds cheaper. Like if we go for Tagliafico now, again, not guaranteed that the Eredivisie is at the exact same level of the Premier League. And so the stats don't just automatically go across. If you're saying like, oh, well, he has this better kind of stat in terms of crossing or passing um, relative to Ben Chilwell, so it's a direct correlation. Like that, that's, that, that's not how math works. It's not how stats work. Yes, it's helpful, but there's so many other contextual elements to take into place that I, you know, as I look at it, Brandon, like I think if you anchor in the cost again, it's just, it's a bad thing to do. Chelsea aren't cheaping out. They're getting the target they want. That's what we should be celebrating. And the cost is the cost. Well, the good news is the, the rumors that are coming out is that it has dropped. That it might be actually closer to like 60 million with add-ons and bonuses. I think that will just help, if true, create a lot more support from the fan base. Because 60 million, that means he's probably like 45, 50, you know, buyout clause. All of a sudden, like, okay, you know what? That's like that's par for a top Premier League left back, essentially. So I, I think it's just, it'll help with it. Um, he's homegrown, all right? That's another big thing. As you try to build your roster, he's homegrown. You don't have to worry about visas or anything like that. Like, he checks a box, and, and that's going to help, especially if we have Willy Caballero uh, in our goalkeeping ranks and potentially Keppa, and I don't know what we're going to do for a third string. Uh, the homegrown thing, though, is kind of different now than it was for Chelsea three years ago, though, right? I mean, yeah, all this youth talent that is homegrown academy players and like 
you look at the squad and it is, you know, we, we joked about it being Brexit FC a couple of years ago, but I mean, we are, you, you would assume the squad is like at least 50% English, probably more. Um, so like, I, I, I understand that. And I understand he's Premier League proven. I understand the value proposition. I think whatever the fee is, you know, you, unlike Kepa Dan, you're going to have to ensure that the fee doesn't become the only thing that people talk about. And thus is it sets in motion a tough situation before he's even had a chance to kick the ball. Like that's the hard thing. Have you been on Twitter? No I think we're currently have seven players in our squad that are um, club slash Academy trained so that qualify. I think it's, 15 to 16 players right now in the international list, including uh, Ziyech and Werner. So we have one to two international spots to, to play around with. And then yeah. uh, you're, you're unlimited and under 21. So like Cal Mutzenadoy doesn't count as English necessary. He just counts as part of that like third list. Right. So I mean, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. Like the, that actually isn't the main, I think defining factor. This is just about, it, it's the selected target. And if you've moaned for years about not getting the, the manager's primary target or not getting the club's primary target and the club cheaping out over a couple pounds, you can't then come back and say, oh, I'm unhappy that we spent a little bit more to get the player we wanted. Like, it, you can't have it both ways. And not like you will not be unhappy if at the end of this next season, Ben Chilwell has been part of a team that has gone out and won the Premier League, the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Champions League all in one season, which I know is a really hard ask for Frank, but it seems like Chilwell's going to be the one to help us do it. You won't be unhappy. You won't be complaining about, oh, I, we spent 10 million extra over five years. It's two extra million. Really prevented us from getting another player. Boy, that sucks. But Dan is setting expectations at an enormous rate, by the way. Just classic Dan. <laughs> Can't wait for pre, the predictions preseason. Um, look, so another part of it is, uh, you know, I think stylistically, if Frank is saying that this is his man, and he's saying he already has two left wing backs and now he wants a left back, you could probably assume he wants to play back four next season. So this is another read between the lines kind of situation to indicate – how the rest of the defense will shape up because Lord knows that that needs a lot of TLC this season. Um, and hopefully that'll help settle the defense. If he feels like he actually has a natural left back that he can play with. And we know Chilwell is a very attacking left back, uh, which is almost like a wing back, but he can defend one-on-one -on -one in the channels as well. So it helps, but we still have three left backs on the roster right now as it stands. Emerson, Marcus Alonso, and Ian Matson are all still there. Obviously, Ian's there for depth. You got to do something with Marcos Alonso and or Emerson right now. I know, Nick, that Emerson has been most likely linked to go back to Italy. Nothing concrete has come out. So while we continue to bring players in, like it is an important thing for us to also move players out. And I wonder if it weakens our position if we do announce Chilwell to then go try to sell Emerson or based on Matt's comments, if he's saying that Marina is playing this web of transfer tactics, she maybe already has three deals for Emerson lined up. And the second we announced Chilwell in it's Emerson out. Maybe, hopefully either way, something's got to move. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're starting to get the, you know, kind of inventory problem that a lot of companies have, right. Which is, you know, far too much. And, and, you know, when you, when you, 
are in that position just from a negotiation standpoint, Dan, when clubs know that we have to sell, <laughs> that it makes it a hell of a lot easier for them to uh, nickel and dime us down the road. So I, I don't know where em Emerson's going to end up. I mean, the reports were Italy, and, and that seemed pretty fair given his history there. But, uh, you know, you, you've got to move him or Alonzo along, and I think Emerson's going to be the easier one to move on if that's the case. Yeah, I, I just don't see where – Alonzo has the same market of suitors or teams lined up to to bring him in. I also think Marcus has Marcos has proved that he is capable in the Premier League and offers Frank an option that if he does want to play a, a back three to match in a particular match, that he can pop into that lineup and it's not going to be an issue. So and you look at also uh, our top scoring defender at the moment um who currently on the team actually one of our highest scoring players in the premier league on this team at the moment too so you just get buckets i mean yeah so i mean look you just play in the two games versus spurs and we're guaranteed to win so that there alone is six points you don't want to drop that for emerson so yeah i, I think that makes a lot of sense that you you keep marcos you have Matson as a, as a depth option maybe he does end up going out on loan that could happen too um and then Emerson is the one I would say is most likely to, to find another home. The, the one thing we didn't touch on is that we haven't decoupled the fact, and this is the other kind of like cost concern thing. Havertz is not dependent on Ben Chilwell. Like those are two deals being done and talked about separately. They're being negotiated in tandem. The budget for Havertz and the budget for Chilwell, yes, it comes out of the same bucket, but the club wants both. So the club will get both it's not going to affect the Chilwell deal. And if you go back and listen to what we talked about with Matt, Marina's just trying to get the best deal possible. So that deal will go on as long as it takes for Chelsea to feel like they got the best possible deal. And everything about anyone who's ever talked publicly about negotiating with Marina talks about just how absolutely cunning and ruthless she is in getting the maximum out of a deal. So I just, I wouldn't worry about that because I think that's the other knock on that I'm seeing is that people are concerned that this is preventing Havertz from happening and that's causing people to get upset. So I wouldn't get upset for that reason. Yeah. I, I think, I think a note branded on Matson, right? Cause I, I want your POV on this. There, there was a school of thought that if you bring in a more experienced left back, that you're basically bridging towards a, you know, a 19 year old Madsen to potentially take over someday as the, as the first choice left back at Chelsea. Obviously you lose Castillo um, to Ajax and, you know, that was a guy that was highly rated too. Does, does a 23 year old chill well with nothing but his kind of prime years in front of him, kind of signal that maybe Madsen's going to apply his trade somewhere else? Or is it is it still a viable option to you? Look, that's up to Madsen, you know, kind of what he wants to fight for. Right. And, you know, we're still in the Champions League. FA Cup's a little bit different. Carabao League Cup's a little bit different. But we've seen there's mat there are matches to play in this season, like in the upcoming season. Condensed schedule, still going to need to rotate – and if Matson can essentially jump up to second peg, which, I, again, I don't know if he will or not, um, but it's just going to be up to him to justify it in training. We've seen Frank give people minutes if they train well. That, you, you just brought up, like, the crucial point for all of these players, all these transfers, and it will be, the, I think, the underlying theme of this season is, you know, Dan uh, tweeted out from the account, uh, basically, there is a match every weekend 
from you know, September 12th or 9th or whatever that weekend is all the way through the middle of May. Like there is no break for these players at all. And most of these are international level players. So they're going to also, you know, be getting ready for the Euros or getting ready for whatever international summer competition they have. Um, it is, it's going to be a nightmare from a squad rotation perspective for all of these coaches next year. And so my hope for Madsen, the only reason I brought that up is from a guy like Madsen who may, may be third choice in, in that role, just depending on how Alonzo is being used. You, you would still see a huge possibility, Dan, that there's, a, there's going to be time for a guy like him to play. Uh, I think here's the other thing that we didn't talk about is you also have the captain of the team right now who also can play left back in Azpilicueta. And that is another potential blocker for someone like Matson. I think with the way the fixture calendar looks, I'm super dis- I'm I'm actually super disappointed that the Premier League didn't see the sense in keeping the five subs rule because I actually think that that would have given a lot of our youngsters like a Matson time potentially in this team with rotation and keeping people fresh. And that is going to be a master art unto itself that Frank Lampard and the team is going to have to figure out for next season. Um, cause Chilwell also hasn't played, um, 38 matches in the Premier league season before. So it's uh 33, uh, 27, uh, 31. So he hasn't even gone, um, a full season playing a hundred percent of games and matches. So like, you're going to have to rotate. It's going to have to happen. And Matson might find time, but I would say that all the things I think are leaning towards him potentially getting going on alone somewhere. Look, Chilwell's got 99 Premier League appearances by the age of 23. He's played for England. Checks a lot of boxes. Well, there's obviously a lot of implications, and I appreciate that you know we can talk through not just bringing Chilwell in, but then the ripple effect you know financially into the roster. Uh, but look, it's the more we talk about, like the less I see Matson involved, but. What we're doing is improving the squad from this current season that just finished into next season if he comes through. Allegedly, medical's done. Personal terms have been agreed. It's just down to Marina and the Lester Seed directors who, according to all the sources today, have had a breakthrough. And it looks like Lester need to move someone more than they did before. It's all positive from Chelsea. I mean... This will help sweep under the rug the tweets of William wearing that Arsenal kit that came out today. And this will remind us that, hey, thank you, but we got better things ahead of us than Arsenal uh, big time. So, anyways, uh, I think they'll wrap it up. Any, any additional thoughts, comments you guys just want to leave it on? with the, as, our, as our good friend of the pod, Yannick, likes to say, the chili bee, the train is going choo-choo. Choo-choo. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyways, uh, hopefully we have many more of these emergency pods. Uh, I didn't make any stupid predictions like last time we did it with David Luiz. So this should be a good, fresh start for me. Anyways, uh, tweet, comment. Let us know what you think of Chilwell. Apparently very close to joining Chelsea and what that means for the squad and what you rate him at. So anyways, that'll wrap us up. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.